All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and all thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power, to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth through all generations. Psalm 145, 10-13 You are listening to My Religious Struggles, the podcast. Okay, hello and welcome to another episode of My Religious Struggles, the podcast. The podcast where we talk about stuff that you might not necessarily hear at church, but we need to talk about. So I am joined here as usual by my co-host Kennedy. My name is Francesca. Kennedy, how are you doing? How are things going for you? How is life? Of course, as usual, I'm enjoying life, having fun with life. Busy, but um, enjoying the busyness, uh, Mm. making sure that I take some time to smell the roses in the process. And so life is great. Mm. It's something I need to learn to do. It's something I read. I need to learn to stop and smell the roses. I don't know what they smell like. <laughs> so that's something I really need to do. Fantastic, fantastic. So um, we've been, we've been, I kind of, I don't know. I don't know if you guys can sense my excitement for this episode. Um, I kind of want to dive right into it because I've been looking forward to this episode for a long time. We have been talking about recently um, in this series, we've been talking about the great disconnection. And what we've been looking at are separate things that should be connected, but for one reason or the other have been disconnected. And what we've been challenging our thinking with is that actually these two things belong together. And because of sin or our preconceived notions or whatever it is, we have uh, allowed these two areas to be separate. So we've been looking at things like uh, uh, tradition versus transformation. That one always sticks out to me. Uh, Priests versus people, um, which I think was a really interesting topic. You know, we separate these two people, but actually we've been called to be a royal priesthood, haven't we? So um, I think that was really interesting. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that we've that uh, we've uh, tackled. Religion, religion versus relationship. Religion versus relationship. That was very Ministry good as well. Versus misery. That's it. Yeah. Or politics versus people. That's fantastic. Yeah. 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 Those are church some really versus, church versus the kingdom. In church versus the kingdom that was a really good one as well i uh encourage you all to listen to all of those um listen to all of those episodes they're really insightful very powerful and i guarantee you learn something um something new or at least be refreshed on something that maybe you, you thought about or were taught ages ago and um uh kennedy is doing a shameless plug <laughs> for his book the great disconnection you know this series has been uh, inspired by this book, The Great Disconnection, where he talks about all of these things in great detail. So today we're going to be talking, it's our last one, it's not the last episode of this series, but the last sort of area uh, of connections that we're going to be looking at. And it's the one that I've been looking forward to uh, the most. Um, and uh, that's going to be a membership uh, versus um, discipleship. Discipleship. I was going to say mentorship for some reason. I just had a meeting and th- that word was in my head. So membership versus discipleship. So I'm really, really excited about it. Um, I have, why am I excited about it? I feel like I'm excited about it because I already agree with it. Whatever it is, 
it's going to be said, I feel like I already agree with it. And maybe I kind of want to sit back a little bit and allow Kendi to explain some stuff, at least for now, because I really want to hear the thought process behind why these two areas have been disconnected um, the way that they have been. So, Kennedy, over to you. Membership versus discipleship. My first question is always this, and I don't know what you're going to go into right now, what you're about to say, but I think it's important for us to understand what is meant by membership, what is meant by discipleship, and then take it from there. Um, membership has to do with men. Discipleship has to do with God, hmm. period. Um, and this is one of our, our biggest disconnections. So God is for discipleship, man is for politics and our concern about membership. The challenge with, with, with membership is that it reduces our commitment, it lessens our responsibility and lowers our standards since we are answerable to man and not to God. Um, when the emphasis is on membership, the new convert can be easily lost in church. Uh, caught up with, with what's going on with church. They either do that or they end up leaving. Um, they receive what everybody else receives, even though their needs are different to the average member because the member has already been there. And so they become just a number and anybody, um, and another body, sorry, um, in the body of Christ, um, making it easy for them to disconnect. Discipleship, on the other hand, calls for strong commitment to higher standards because we are now accountable to God. Uh, the mere word discipleship, disciple itself, uh, conjectures up the idea of discipline. Um, you don't have to even look up what it, what it means in a dictionary. When you think of a disciple, you think of a disciplined one. Hence, uh, there must be individual attention. There mu it must be tailor-made teachings for each person. Um, so there's a, con there's a continuous commitment to the disciple who is then taught how to disciple. Uh, so Jesus surrounded himself, and the reason why I emphasize the disciples, because Jesus himself surrounded, him, surrounded himself with, with, with um, disciples, not members. He saw what membership did to, to, to the people, uh, like they had the opposing um, um, groups, like the, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the, the uh, Herodians, the Council of um, the Sanhedrin. The same thing is happening now. Uh, that is why the, the great commission that Jesus um, admonished us before he left was going into all the world and make disciples. So it's, it's, it's simply, as a disciple, we do what God says, and we make, uh, we make it difficult because we want to impress our fellow men. And the more difficult it is, we think that the wiser we are as a result. So it's better to be a disciple than to be a member. All members are not disciples, but all disciples become members. I love that. I think, as you said, um, sorry, as you were speaking, I realized that it's not so much that I have questions this episode, uh, but I feel like it's going to be more like a conversation. I mean, we always have conversation, but it's, I think any, any believer, Christian, disciple, church member, church goer, whatever you want to call it, um, that that takes time to look and just even think for two seconds on membership discipleship you see the clear difference and exactly what you've outlined here and you said i mean we could just end the podcast here and be like well that's what it is because for me it's clear that there's been a disconnection between it and what i love what you said at the end you've actually reconciled the two by saying 
you know, not every member is a disciple, but every disciple is in turn a member. And I think as you were speaking, I'm thinking about my own church experience, you know, my own or experiences as yeah. I've been to different churches and I've been to different churches mainly because I've obviously lived in different places. <clears throat> so I'm obviously not at the same church that I grew up in back home. And I'm not in the same church that I, I went to when I first moved to the UK because now I, I live somewhere completely different. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, this isn't like back home in the Caribbean where you can move to another uh, locality and still go to the same church. Right. <laughs> Everywhere right. is too far, right? Yep. So you, you have to create. And in, in a lot of these churches, sometimes... Um, the emphasis is so strong on membership and sometimes it's it's strong on membership but not I think it's I think it's done ignorantly I don't think anyone is trying to be well some churches because we know obviously there are churches that right. do things and right. that goes into more cultish behavior I guess yes but I think church in general no one's trying to everyone's trying to do church as best as they can I think Right. And I also think that a lot of churches and church leadership do things ignorantly. I think it's because it's been the culture of church for so long that you do something long enough, it becomes true or it becomes fact. You know, I mean, that kind of mentality. Um, But it's it's it makes so much sense to me that membership is man. Discipleship is from God. When you go into church, the emphasis on membership is real. And what I feel like there's not an emphasis on is turnover. And when I say a turnover in business, right, you have like your, your turnover, right? So basically you advertise, you sell, you make money. That money you make, some of it has to go back into the business so that you can carry on advertising and selling and stuff just keeps going like that, right? So the money has to come in and then it has to go back out and then it has to come in, it has to go back out. And I feel like that sort of, image for church isn't there it's not like we go into the world mm-hmm. right we mm-hmm. sell our product i'm just uh-huh. let me let me not i don't want to get people confused with this term by using this business terminology but i hope people understand what i'm saying because i know there's a lot of stuff with church and money and that's a whole different situation but just for the sake of explaining it from a business transaction point of view you go out you sell your product, you come back and you take what you've made, you go back out and you sell more. That's just how a business works. With church, I feel like if we had this thing of you go into all the world, make disciples, teach those people how to be disciples so they can go into the world and make more disciples. But what we've done is we've not actually gone into the world. The world has come to church, <laughs> no. right? No. They become disciples we convince them to be members instead. Yes. And then that's it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically it. But what we need to understand, though, is that the analogy you're using is actually about life. Business is about life. Mm. It's so unfortunate, again, this disconnect between um, um, business and the, the Christian. That's another disconnection yeah. that I might have to write another book on that. But the, po- the point is, that yeah, the church is a business and it needs to operate like a, that's discipleship is based on a business principle. Is re- actually a business principle in which it operates. But coming back to this concept of, of membership, the, the beauty of mem- well, the, the, the advantage of membership is control of the member the members themselves. 
I remember the last church that I that I, I um, pastored. Um, the, the brethren were upset with me because I did not ask individuals to become members of the church. Um, I said that's that is not my goal. I'm going to connect them to Christ, baptize them, and then teach them how to be disciples, and they, they could choose where they want to go and worship. And I stayed in touch with them. I did we did that, and I stayed in touch with them. But I, but I never forgot. Uh, one of the elders got up and said, "I've never heard this before." This is this is ridiculous. And my associate pastor got up the next Sabbath and began to appeal for membership. It's so much a part of our brainwashing that we cannot accept people um, and not being members are going to another church, even if it's in the same denomination. That's how much we are caught up in, into, into uh, membership. We fight over membership in the same congregation to come to our church. Uh, it is so intense that churches indoctrinate new converts with the beliefs of the church itself. Mm. So they're not taught to be disciples and, and to live daily as disciples, just to be obedient to the church and the church's rule. And this goes so far uh, that they're inoculated against former members. Uh, sorry, for, for even members of their own household. It is so bad. Co-workers, uh, they want you to disconnect. And that was my experience also in becoming a Seventh-day Adventist. Uh, um, and even the former religious experiences that we have, the associates that we have, we have to totally discard them. Not even to disciple them. They don't teach us how to go now and interact with them now and lead them and help them to become disciples themselves, even though these are the best and quickest people that we can reach. Mm. I think something that you said last week just came back to mind. We're talking about something completely separate. I think it was politics, maybe. I can't remember. Or one of the episodes uh, last week or the week before. But you said something, a story about how Back home in Anguilla, um, there's like a church in every corner and, um, you know, the conviction that God gave to you and stuff regarding that, you know, what are you looking at what the church is doing? What are you doing? But let's come back to the fact that there's so many churches, so many denominations, and you're thinking, why is there so many churches? You know, one of the things as you were speaking that came to me is that we've become really good at being church members. Yeah, of course. And we've become really bad at being Disciples. Disciples. Yeah. And so it makes sense that there's so many churches. It makes sense that mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. we are we're going to church every Sunday mm -hmm. or every Saturday. Mm -hmm. It makes sense that we are going to church every Sunday, every Saturday. That we're going to our prayer meetings, to our Bible studies. That we're doing, and then nothing's happening in yeah. our lives. Yeah. Because we're wonderful church members, and church members go to church services. That's what we do. We go, we enjoy church, we fellowship, we make sure we get involved. We're on all the different teams. We do what we need to do. We get, and because we're really good church members, but we're not, we've not been called to be church members. We've been called to be disciples. Yeah. You see, membership, again, membership is about doing. Um, and so we're trying to be good members. Um, um, my own experience, I would go to church um, every time the doors were open and I returned my tithes and offerings, read the, I read the word of God, prayed and fasted, or whatever I did. I did it with all my might. I carried out my duty even as a pastor with the same passion and fervor. Yet there was still a disconnection within. All seemed to be well on the outside. But there's a disconnection uh, within. And that's how we know whether we are members or whether we are disciples. 
Yeah, I think that's really powerful. That's really powerful. So I know um, in the next episode, we'll be talking about reconnecting and how to go about connection. So I, I won't ask a question about that, but what I will ask is, what, I mean, I, don't, I hope this isn't going against too much of the topic, but I feel like we need to talk about it. I feel like as we come down to the end of, of this series, there's a looming question, at least in my head, of, of, and I've tried to ask this question every week, but it's a question of why. Um, why, okay, membership is of man and, and discipleship is of God and mm-hmm. it's about power. And why are we as mm, believers, Christians, as leadership, what is this need for power that we, that we have that we can't even see? I said, okay, let me, sorry, I want to, I want to reverse this, please, sorry. I told you, I think, I did mention this before in a previous episode, in this particular series, that I saw a movie over the Easter period about Martin Luther and um, what he went through and, you know, with the church at the time, Mm -hmm. with the Catholic church at the time. And um, it's crazy to me that it's just the same thing happening now. Yeah. We, the difference is that we actually have access to the Bible. We have mm-hmm. access to stuff, but we still either, we still want to control the congregation or we still don't want to read the Bible for ourselves. We still, there's this thing. What is this? What is this laziness and lack of accountability and ignorance and need for power that is so prevalent in the church. What is it? Why is it? What's what's going on? It is it based on what we're talking about, the disconnection. What the, the man has done a very good job of is disconnecting areas in our lives. So, for example, we separate our lives into the secular and into the holy. Right. And so on Sunday, Saturday and Sunday, it's holy. Wednesday night Wednesday evening prayer meeting it's holy but the rest now becomes secular the word of God is has no part in what we do in our lives on a daily basis and so there we live this disconnected life we live this life of um, schizophrenia so for example when we go to to the doctor or we go to a psychologist we pray to God and then we go to the doctor and the psychologist, and, and the, the doctor and the psychologist help us with the problem. Who helped us? Was it the psychologist or was it God? And so we, we, we have this struggle, these struggles that we're going through in, um, um, in and with our lives. God calls us conquerors, and we call ourselves being conquered. He calls us saints. We call ourselves sinners. And so this, this dichotomy and this, this disconnect that we live in our lives on a daily basis, and we haven't... The leadership hasn't um, helped us to reconcile these things because if they do get reconciled, you no longer have control over me. And so sometimes it is most well. Sometimes it's out of ignorance. Sometimes it is deliberate. Sometimes it is intentional because people just love power. We were designed by God with power. As a matter of fact, He gives us power and authority that even was taken from us. In, in Genesis chapter 1, where he gave us dominion to be able to rule, to be in charge of. Psalm 8, uh, 4 to 6 tells us again that God made us a little lower than angels and gave us dominion 
mm. over the works of his hands. And so it is in it, it's a part of us. That's why Jesus came. Jesus came to show us that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts, absolutely. But the love of power is not as strong as the power of love. Mm. And so a lot of us go after the love of power rather than to love uh, um, people. One of the strongest forces on the face of the earth is the, 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 love of, the, the power of love. And so when we begin to understand and accept Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, our outlook changes because now it's no longer, a, well, you have to be taught. That's another struggle that we have. The other struggle that we have is that we don't think that people have got to be taught. The moment you become, uh, um, you're converted, you automatically, we believe, begin to live for Christ. When the Bible says that we have to be taught, 2 Timothy 3, verse 16, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That's why God says discipleship rather than membership. Mm. Because as a disciple, you've got to be trained as a disciple. You've got to get to know your master. You've got to know what his will is. You have to know who he is. You have to know what he wants you to do. But we are taking a lot of our cues. If you're a member, you're going to take your cues from the church and not from the Holy Spirit. This is a fascinating conversation. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. I thought this was really good. Um, there's so many things that you said there that... Um, made so much sense to me mm -hmm. um and and i feel like this is a great conversation that needs to be had in every church like this conversation needs to be had in every church this specific one but i think looking at all the things that we've been looking at so far have been absolutely great as well so i'm really looking forward to to next week's episode i'm looking forward to talking about how do we bring about connection Okay, so that's what we've been talking about. The last few weeks, we've been looking at all these different things that are disconnected, that aren't working right. How do we get them to work right? How do we bring about connection? That's what we're going to be talking about next week. So make sure you tune in. Now, before you go, I want to let you guys know if you haven't already heard, if you haven't been listening to the announcements at the end of the podcast, I'm saying it to you now again. We have our live Q&A coming up. All the details are in the link below. So make sure you hit that link and make sure you register for our live Q&A session. Uh, we are going to be taking this conversation to you guys um, or any of the conversations that we've been talking about throughout this season. Um, and we like to end our seasons with these live Q&As because we like to hear from you guys personally. And as I always say, see it as if you guys are our third host on the show. So you get to come here. Uh, you know, it's a live recording. And um, we need to let you know when it is, where it is, and how it's going to go down. So although it's a free event, you do need to click the link and register so you get all the details delivered to your inbox. If you need to get in touch with us, you can get our details. They're going to be listed at the end of this video. But you can also go to www.kingdomuniversitynetwork.com. You can follow us on socials. All the details will be there. So before we close off today's episode, Kennedy, any final closing words that you'd like to share yeah um how to tell the difference between a member and a disciple um where do you run to first when there's a problem in your life uh, the problem in your church if you're a member you're going to run to the authorities first uh your pastor your, your conference your church manual your boss your parents a disciple runs to god who is the the final authority um what are our decisions what are your decisions based on what the church says uh 
what the word of God says. Um, who are you afraid of when the spirit asks you to say something? Um, and one, one of the other ways we can know that as a disciple, do you have um, difficulty talking about your master? As a member, you're going to have difficulty talking about Jesus. Um, because of the disconnect as a member, you're going to have difficulty talking about him. But if you are a disciple, you don't have any problems talking about him because he's a part of your life on a daily basis. I love that. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Kenby. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's been an absolutely amazing episode. Absolutely loved it. Um, and we look forward to hearing from you guys, seeing what you have to say in the comments um, and joining us again for another episode of My Religious Struggles, the podcast. See you then. Mm-hmm.